Hello and welcome to Paper Boys, the podcast where we unravel the research papers behind the latest major headlines in science. My name is Charlie. And I'm James. Do you ever hear about science in the news and wonder, isn't there more to the story? Every Thursday, we go to the source of the latest stories to open up the work behind beautiful new discoveries and cut through misinformation in the media. On today's episode, I'm bringing in a paper about the brain age difference between male and female brains. This was a study conducted at Washington University in St. Louis that actually showed, based on metabolic activity in the brain, that men's brains appear several years older than female brains. This cropped up a bunch in the popular science news lately, and I had a chance to actually read the paper that spurred all these articles, and I'm really excited to open up some of those details that weren't covered in the news. I haven't read this paper, but as a paper boy, I am alarmed at the findings. So, Charlie, you'll hear plenty of questions from me. Good. I'll do my best to answer them. James and I are both PhD students, and we read a lot of papers in our own research. So this podcast is our way of sharing our love for science and our knack for reading papers with anyone who wants to learn about discoveries that affect all of us. We are the Paper Boys. Before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, We get a lot of satisfaction from hearing from our listeners. So if you can hear the sound of my voice and you're listening to this episode, please give us a shout out on Twitter or Instagram at PaperboysPod. We love hearing feedback from you guys and especially love paper recommendations. So if you've seen any headline science news lately that you want us to dive into, definitely let us know. We also have new Paperboys podcast merch up at tpublic.com if you're looking for new shirts. They're pretty stylish, but I am biased. We got some mugs as well and Mug- tote bags. Tote bags. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a Paperboys tote bag? All right. So, Charlie, how did you hear about this new study on male brains aging faster than female brains? So this came up in a bunch of headlines. Like I was just reading the news one morning during breakfast and saw it and it immediately jumped out to my male brain as to my paperboy brain as a great topic for a paperboys episode what were some of the articles that you saw so the first one i saw was from newsweek it said men's brains three years older than women's of same age which sounds like a contradictory statement yeah (laughs) which is why i clicked and which is why i wanted to cover it this week interesting okay We got a couple others. NPR said women's brains age more slowly than men's. Sask News says when it comes to brains, women have one huge advantage that scientists can't explain. That sounds like a pop-up ad that you'd see on the side of your AOL homepage. (laughs) This one weird trick. Doctors hate. Charlie, what's AOL? (laughs) If you're listening to this right now, reach out to us on AIM chat. Yeah, Please. Our, on our email, paperboys1 at hotmail.com. <laughs> um, okay, noticing a trend. I can't blame you for clicking on those. Those headlines are pretty alarming. And just, I don't actually fully understand what's going on based on them. Yeah, I mean, seeing those headlines gives you some indication that there's this brain age that is different between men and women, which sounds really weird. And you're right, it's a little bit alarming because you... And, you know, I I guess we should say this up front in this episode. This might be controversial. I don't even know if it is. It's one of those things that you hear a lot where they say there were some really outdated studies that had to do with differences between male and female brains. 
but maybe there were some sexist motives behind them. And I don't know what those studies were, but I mean, this is a modern study and it cites many other modern studies that have to do with sex difference in brain development. So it's obviously an active field of research that is not controversial. So I don't know where the controversy does lie, but I feel like I have heard of it existing, right? Yeah, I've definitely heard of that. And there've been some interesting debates personally that I've had in some of my like neuroscience classes, just talking about differences in physiology and stuff. It sparked up some interesting debates. So we should, I guess, say uh, as two males here <laughs> that we apologize if this is somehow, you know, offensive or controversial. I, I'm just going to report what this paper says. And there didn't seem to be any controversy stated in any of these news articles that I read. So I don't think that this is problematic to anyone. But I do want to open up the study and say, what does this finding actually mean? And how did they come to it? As opposed to just letting it float out there as one of those factoids of, well, actually, male brains are older or female brains are younger. Take this beyond just the water cooler talk of like, right. Oh, that's just Johnny's old brain over there talking. Kind of <laughs> yeah, thing like that. exactly. No, I think that's great. And obviously for our listeners, if you're in this type of research or you know something else, like definitely let us know. We'd love to hear your perspective if you've seen something different too. For sure. Well, so this brings up a lot of questions in my mind, like how do you age a brain? How do you check these things? Like brains aren't trees. They don't have tree rings. And it seems <laughs> yeah, like should they sliced these brains in half and they counted the folds. <laughs> Yeah, I'm imagining some like Silence of the Lambs stuff going on, which probably wouldn't be good. No, I can happily report that everyone who participated in this study survived. <laughs> no person was harmed. Hannibal Lecter, still in prison. Yes, he was the second author, but... So uh, I guess that's a good lead-in. You mentioned this paper is from Washington University in St. Louis. Who wrote the paper and what was their motivation? Yeah, so the first author is Manu Goyal, and there's many other authors on this. Um, they're out of the School of Medicine at Washington University in St. Louis, and also the neurology department there. The paper is called Persistent Metabolic Youth in the Aging Female Brain, and it's published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science on February 4th, 2019, so very recently. Hmm. And the reason why Goyal wanted to publish this paper is that there have been a lot of studies in the past on the differences in brains between the sexes. And these are often performed on men and women and comparing results between men and women of the same chronological age. And a lot of times these studies show that women are outperforming men in certain cognitive tasks or in cognitive decline measures. Oh, that's interesting. So you see the effects of this cognitive aging, but they haven't come up with a good like standard quantitative method for saying like, this is actually the age of your brain, for example. Yeah. And again, you know, this study doesn't really answer those questions per se, but it provides like another very fascinating piece of evidence about this. And actually, you know, again, the motivation here was, I guess, like evolu evolutionary theorists have been proposing that maybe female brains exhibit what's known as neoteny. What's that? So neoteny, according to Wikipedia, uh, it's also known as juvenilization. Okay. And uh, it is, quote, the delaying or slowing of the physiological development of an organism, typically an animal. So it just means that if, if female brains exhibit more neoteny, then the development of it was either delayed or slowed, or it's advancing more slowly towards decline, something like that. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I, I never heard that term before. I mean, I, you know, if you look at just general demographics and you look at like life expectancy and stuff, you see it's longer generally for women. Yeah, but, which is uh, another thing that they cannot explain. That is not really explained yet. Huh. And so this paper, again, may be like another little piece of evidence that sort of 
explains that type of difference. Why our life expectancies are different, other cognitive examples. Hmm. So you talked about some of the cognitive differences that arise between males and females, like doing different standardized tests. So that seems like one way you can measure this aging of the brain. But that also seems like it's very related to your entire system. Like There's a lot more going on to carry out these cognitive tasks. How does this study go about actually showing aging then in the brain? So these authors actually have done previous studies that essentially show a metabolic change in your brain as you age. And this is male or female. What happens is as you get older, your brain metabolism decreases. Hold on. So what is brain metabolism exactly? So it is kind of what the name suggests. It's the way your brain kind of feeds itself. So I read kind of these little fun facts. Your brain accounts for only 2% of your body mass, but it takes up 20% of your energy intake at any given time. Whoa. Yeah. It's so like a very, very hungry processor up there. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the computer for your body. You think about your phone getting hot when you're like surfing the internet too much and like listening to music at the same time. Like, yeah. That's like your 98.6 <laughs> degrees. Uh -huh. Yeah, your brain is burning up when you do that. So the way that your brain actually gets that much energy is it literally has to process glucose, which is just a sugar. And I guess there's multiple ways that this processing happens. I don't, I'm not going to claim to really understand this part of it. I think I'd need a whole class or a degree on this to really get it. But what these authors talk about is specifically a shift from a mix of oxidative and non-oxidative glucose processing to, as you age, going more and more just to oxidative. So I think that literally just means like either it's using oxygen to do this process or your brain is able to do it sort of anaerobically. And so as you age, that ability to do it anaerobically goes away. Oh, interesting. So there's a shift in this metabolic process that's going on in your brain. Yes. As you age. Yes. And what they say is that this shows itself as sort of a decrease in, in general metabolic activity. But they're able to actually measure the different types of metabolic activity going on in your brain using what's called a PET scan. It's kind of like a CAT scan. Like they give you some radioactive material that kind of goes into your body, which is known as a tracer. And certain tracers that will behave like glucose. And so they'll go into your brain and start and sort of follow the glucose. And so by following those tracers and measuring the radiation coming from those tracers, you can kind of reconstruct an image of metabolic activity in your brain. Oh, cool. It's like they go along for the ride and trace out all the different glucose pathways in your brain. Yeah. And like level of activity. Okay. Wow. So they're using these PET scans as a way then of measuring the different types of metabolic activity in the brain. Correct. And then they're going to turn that data into a essentially a prediction of how much your brain has aged. Okay, so it seems like if you're taking these PET scans of people, you'd probably need to collect like a, a pretty wide cross-section of the population, right? What sorts of people were they using in their experiments? Yeah, so they did this study using data from a cohort of, I think they had 205 people who participated in this study. I believe the data came from an older study that they already had laying around, but they were able to just repurpose it for this paper. Oh, cool. There's enough standardization across the different tests. They could just take the data and use it. Right. And so these people were considered cognitively normal people aged between 20 and 82 years old. Wow, that's a big spread. Yeah, a big spread. And I mean, that's what you would want. Yeah, if you're trying to measure these effects of aging on the brain. And I believe 59% of the participants were female and the other 41% were male. Okay, so a pretty good split. Yeah, pretty, pretty well split. 
So what what do they do with the data then? So they're, they're sitting on this data set for pretty wide variety of ages and pretty even split of genders. But what do you what do you actually do with this? I'm imagining those like scans, you know, I guess those are CT scans where they go up the different levels of your brain and you see like different blobs appearing. Yeah. But, but like, how do you go from that into metabolic age? So first you, you said uh, different genders and technically I have to correct you here. It's really just different sexes. And I'm only saying this because later in the paper, they actually make that distinction that they actually didn't have gender data for this cohort of people. They only had sex data. Interesting. Okay. So it was it was self-reported sex, and they but they said self-reported biological sex may not actually correspond to self-reported gender. And so there may be some societal impacts based on your gender identity that might impact some of this. And, you know, they they bring it up later in the paper. And I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, pull out a, well, actually, James, you know, when you say that. So <laughs> I'd be unlike you, Charlie, to not do <laughs> yeah. that. But so and we can talk about that later. But okay. So the data that they took has these different measures of brain metabolic activity across 79 different regions of each brain. And then they feed the data from all 79 of those regions and the multiple different types of activity into a supervised machine learning algorithm. So we got some nice machine learning tie in here, Ooh. like your neural neural nets from last week. <laughs> neural neural nets. That's great. Okay. So you said it was a supervised machine learning algorithm. So for people who are not familiar with machine learning, that means that they had to train the model first and they actually knew what the results were for a couple of data sets, right? Yes, that's correct. And actually, that's how they got the result that they did. So they did it two different ways. One is they trained their machine learning algorithm using only the male brain data. Okay. So the idea being, if they were to train their algorithm on all of the data, then any sex differences would just kind of be muddled into the model. And you wouldn't actually be able to do any sort of predictive analysis on differences between the sexes okay sort of like if you have two lines going in like different directions you just kind of split the difference right if you tried to make one line that correlated to both sets of data then you would not have anything significant to show hmm so the first thing they did was they train the algorithm on the male brain data and then they use the female brain data as like the test case that they put into the already trained algorithm to get their prediction out of it Okay, wait, so what are they predicting with this then? So what is yeah, the sorry, metric? I skipped this. So the algorithm is actually trying to crunch all of that metabolic data from all the different regions of all the different brains into one number, which is a predicted age of that participant. So the idea is that you can take what the PET scan recorded and predict how old that person is. Whoa, that sounds like a cool like carnival trick almost like yeah hey timmy come on up let's predict your age yeah let me <laughs> guess your weight the only difference is you make him drink this radioactive juice and <laughs> yeah parents probably wouldn't let that fly yeah. you're drinking something different when you're at the carnival <laughs> <laughs> try this radioactive cotton candy that's great <laughs> okay so they're running this pet scan on folks and then they're saying oh you're 79 years old or you're 54 something like that Yes. And then the goal is to see if that prediction is right. But the difference here is that they, they trained it on the men. So the model is based on the male set of data. Yes, in the first case. But then they also did a reverse where they trained it on the female data and used the male data as test case. Interesting. So what did they find? So, I mean, I kind of gave away the answer at the beginning of the episode, but 
when they trained the algorithm on male data and then ran the female data through, they found that all the female predictions were on average 3.8 years younger than what was expected for men of the same age. Wow, 3.8. Yeah, so that means that the quote-unquote brain metabolic age of women at the same age as men was almost four years younger. More neotenous, if you want to get technical. (laughs) More neotenous. Okay, wait, so then what was the result when they trained it on the female brains? So this was interesting. When they trained it on the female brains and then they ran the men brain, the male brains as a test case, they found the male brains were on average 2.4 years older than the females. So they got the same result qualitatively, but the number was a little different by, I mean, I say a little different, but that's, I don't know, almost 50%. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting that both came out older, but as a good PhD student, I have to ask the next question, how accurate is it? Like If you just want to know someone's age from looking at their PET scan, what's the probability that you'll get it right? Yeah, so that was something that was almost like a problem that I had with this algorithm. Its predictions definitely correlated very well with the actual age of the participants. And there's a chart in the paper that shows that. But the standard deviation in the predicted age was plus or minus 8.6 years. So that means that on average, it was almost nine years off of what your actual age was. Oh, wow. Okay. So it got that there was like the linear correlation, but the data was very spread out. Does that make sense? Yeah. It seems like a pretty wide standard deviation, though, for the small discrepancies that they saw between male and female. It it? is. Yeah. And, you know, but I don't want to harp on just one part of it. They did all kinds of like statistical analysis that I can't, you know, I won't claim to understand. But I do know that P value essentially just represents the probability of getting that result by random chance and their p-values were all very small you know like one percent or whatever okay so this is one of those where you're like at least for me being out of the field you're like it's in the proceedings of the national academy of sciences you know they did the biostatistics on it i'm gonna trust them and the people who reviewed this paper more than my own complete non-understanding yeah it's one of the interesting things doing this podcast when else would you read about these different methods other than like you know space plasmas in your case right but, you know, just to your point, there's 205 participants, even though the standard deviation is large, when you're taking that linear correlation for the male brain data and then comparing it to the linear correlation for the female brain data, averaged out over that many participants, you're going to get a very, a pretty reliable line out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the fact that uh, that you got the same qualitative result between the two different ways of training the algorithm, I think is enough to tell you that, yes, there definitely is less aging of the female brain. What was really crazy about this data, though, is that that difference was consistent across all ages. Really? It wasn't that oh, men's brains okay. were aging faster. It's that they were 3.8 years older at all times. Interesting. Okay. That's an interesting nuance to that. So a 20-year-old male, his brain looks like a 24-year-old male's brain when compared to a 20-year-old female's. An 80-year-old male's brain looks like an 84-year-old male's brain when compared to an 80-year-old female's. Okay, so I got to ask then, like from birth, do males just have a different oxidative metabolic process? So that's a, that's a really good question, and one that this study can't really answer, but the authors kind of point to other studies that paint a picture of how this could happen. Because I would, you know, I would almost assume, like, when you brought the story up, what I was thinking is, like, males and females are born with the same age brain, 
Right. And then that discrepancy grows as you get older. Like, you know, it's a different rate of change. Yeah, no. So it's actually more like a step function. Weird. And the point where these authors think that it happens is in early adulthood. Oh, okay. So they, they point to a couple of other studies and they say, the, you know, their findings are consistent with these other studies. For example, females have less loss of cerebral blood flow after puberty than males do. Uh, another study shows that females have more brain glycolysis during early adulthood, which I think is just one of these metabolic activity measures. And another study shows females have peak brain gene expression later than males do in life. Okay, so if I understood that, then it sounds like the neoteny shows up in female brains at a younger point in life, sometime in young adulthood, and then this discrepancy between the female and male brain lasts for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think that's kind of what these authors are saying, is that it just, at some point in early adulthood, female brains display this neoteny, and then they keep it. One explanation that they give for this as a total maybe just this is kind of maybe possible that's how they sort of phrase this is that it has to do with hormones so i think they've done some rodent studies that show that estrogen enhances synaptic plasticity and so this all kind of points to this idea that the neoteny is kind of set in on female brains at this point in early adulthood and then just stays like you said Wow. So it brings up a question that was sort of that I had when we were talking about the different participants that they were looking at in the study, because you said that the minimum age was 20 years old. And I was wondering, like, you know, if we're looking at the aging process, it seems like at 20 years old, you've already gone past those like key steps of puberty and stuff. So it would have been really interesting to look at people who are younger, probably hard to get young participants who are willing because PET scans introduce a significant amount of radiation to your body. But yeah, but presumably if they've done these studies that show you know, cerebral blood loss before and after puberty. That means that they're doing these studies on people who are pre-puberty. So I would love if they could get a hold of data like that, put it into their machine learning algorithm and see what comes out. Was there any mention of that in the paper itself or? No. I mean, they do say like, yes, we need to do more study on this because this stuff about having this neoteny set in as like a step function like that is completely i mean it's not completely conjecture but it is not based in this research okay it's probably without knowing anything about the specific steps that they took you know and figuring out what data qualified or not i imagine from these studies they're very rigorous about what data they accept it's probably hard to find a set even like with 200 participants like they did let alone more participants some of them which are like children yeah i think minors. these pet scans are really expensive too Oh, so yeah. I'm okay. shocked they had such a large study for it anyway. Man, well, that's really interesting. From the research you were talking about, it's very different from the gist I was getting from the initial headlines. But just before we dive into that, I would just wanted to follow up because you were mentioning somewhere in the paper they talked about a difference between reported gender and reported sex. Oh, yeah. It, it really wasn't like a big thing. It was just one little paragraph kind of about mitigating effects that they weren't able to take into account. I just thought it was kind of an interesting discussion. They were saying that this study was purely a biological one that doesn't look at any sort of societal effects that might be happening. And so they say, you know, it could be possible that this difference is explained by societal impacts that could actually be impacting the way brains develop. But also even like more intrinsically than that, it could be you know, I'll just quote from the paper. They say, societal effects on the environment and lifestyle of females, including their decision to participate in brain imaging studies, might have influenced our results due to sex-specific cohort effects. So they're basically saying, like, there could be some effect that's actually causing females with more neotenous brains 
to be more inclined to participate in a study like this or males with less neotenous brains to be more inclined to participate in a study like this because of societal effects which will yeah i mean probably not the case but i thought it was kind of an interesting little side discussion i guess yeah it's interesting to consider that for sure i mean especially if you only have 200 participants and you can't just randomly pull people off the street make them drink this radioactive juice and <laughs> yeah. image them but yeah you know point being just that there's so many mitigating factors in a study like this and they thought of a lot of things you know there's a lot buried in this paper that i didn't even get to cover that is saying like we found this thing from our algorithm but we don't have an explanation for it and we don't claim to know why it's the case and when you read back in these news articles there's a lot of quotes from the author who is being very deliberate about saying you know we can't speculate about the implications of this just yet it's a really good point and comes back i guess you know to what we were saying at the beginning of the episode and that the way that these popular science headlines make it sound they put it in the results in these little sound bites. So it's really easy the next day at work or, you know, you're walking around the lab and you're like, oh, did you hear about like male brains aging faster than female brains? But even then, like the actual findings that you were mentioning from the study surprised me. Like, right. As we were talking about it, the fact that it's more of like a step function, like you mentioned, there's one initial point where this aging of the brain drastically changes and then it carries on throughout the life. Like I didn't get that just at all from the headlines you were mentioning. Right. And that's why I felt compelled to read this in the first place because i see that headline and immediately it sounds like fodder for people with bad intentions to take it in the wrong way mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah absolutely like you it, can come up with you know wild speculations as to the reason for that right it's easy to run with something like that and just say like oh well well they've already science already shows that therefore and just kind of posit your own theories there yeah in the same way that, you know, these other controversial things turned into sexist lines of thinkings in the past that we, you know, were mentioning way at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just hope that people reading this handle this data responsibly or yeah. handle this finding responsibly. Yeah, it sounds like the authors were very thorough from what you said. So that's reassuring. Yes. yes. All right. So with all of that, what's your second take on the news article headlines? So uh, the, the Newsweek article that I first read was actually like by far the best one that I read. Newsweek coming in strong. <laughs> yeah, Newsweek. Every little like paragraph or set of sentences is very succinct and it distills perfectly what's in the paper. The journalist clearly read the paper and put everything in terms that were very easy to understand, like way better than I've done here on this episode. So just go read the Newsweek article if you didn't understand anything that I said. Although... If you've made it to this far in the podcast, you're... It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> um, and they have a good quote from Goyal, the first author. Um, he says, It's not that men's brains age faster. They start adulthood about three years older than women, and that persists throughout life. What we don't know is what it means. I think this could mean that the reason women don't experience as much cognitive decline in later years is because their brains are effectively younger, and we're currently working on a study to confirm that. Wow. So I think that that's sums great. up like the unnecessarily long discussion we just had. <laughs> I should have just read that <laughs> quote. But. If only they could make the news headline just that quote. If we were willing to put up with 10 more words in our news headlines. Yeah. And then they, they also got a quote from uh, Dr. Michael Bloomfield of University College in London who said, It is important that we don't draw unjustified conclusions from this study in terms of differences between men and women. But that doesn't take away the need to ask these questions. So like uh, overall, this Newsweek article, I thought, like we were saying, handled the findings of this very responsibly. They made sure to, to tell the reader very explicitly, look, 
This doesn't mean you can draw any sort of conclusions from this. It's just an interesting finding that needs to be investigated further. Mm-hmm. It sounds like not all of the news outlets were as responsible in not drawing those conclusions. Yeah, so there's one from Click Lancashire News. You know, not to just like berate some random local news station, but uh, the headline was Men's Brains Diminish Faster Than Women's, which was actually a headline that I saw on many news articles, this idea that the aging was happening faster or that diminishing was happening faster, which is misleading in one way already. Yeah. As we found, it's not happening faster. It just happens sooner. Does that make sense? Yep. And so what else did they say? So... There's just some weird things in this article. Like they say stuff like, oh, a study led by a researcher of Indian origin, like which has nothing to do with this at all. Weird. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem related at all. And then there's this line near the end that kind of really irked me. It says, I'm going to quote the article, confirming what you've long suspected, kidding, kidding, your brain is younger than a guy's brain. And then they immediately follow that. Like the next sentence is a quote from Goyal saying, we're being very cautious in not speculating on what this means in terms of downstream dementia and so forth. So that's just immediately like pre- poor writing. Immediately preceding their quote, telling them not to make speculations. They make a speculation. It's in jest, but it's not appropriate if you ask me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it just confuses me, honestly. It's confu- yeah. Maybe I'm just looking to be offended or something. I don't know. But I, <laughs> it's just something Something about this article rubbed me the wrong way in a lot of different ways. And it was... Yeah. Anyway, stick with Newsweek. Stick with the Newsweek on this one, guys. Well, thanks, Charlie. That was a fascinating article. I definitely learned something new. Yeah, I learned a ton, too. I am very interested to maybe follow some of this similar research to sort of find if they ever come up with any better explanations as to how these differences might actually occur. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to find out what that event is. We'll post the original paper um, from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences up on our website, paperboyspodcast.com, along with the esteemed Newsweek article as well, if you want to read a little bit more about this fascinating research. And don't forget to share this episode with a friend, or if you're listening to this episode right now, send us a tweet or a message on Instagram or an email. Just let us know where you are, what you're doing. Shout out to Aaron in Brooklyn, Dan in Louisville, Kentucky, and Luke, who was working on an art project when he was listening to Paperboys, all people who reached out to us one way or another. We'd love to hear from you. It really is the most exciting thing ever, knowing that people are enjoying our show. Our Twitter is at PaperboysPod, and our email is paperboyspod at gmail.com thanks everyone join us next week for another exciting edition of paper boys thanks for listening